0: It's Donald Ware, host of From the Press Box to Press Row. The biggest names are guests on Box to Row. That is the voice of Kevin Durant.
1: Oh, yeah, well, I'm just, you know, trying to get better every single day. You know, uh, we've been through a lot as a team. And I enjoy playing with a great group of guys. Hey, this is Ronda Rousey. This is Michael Vick. Hi, this is Layla Ali. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Skylar Diggins. Hey, it's Alice Morgan with the U.S. Women's Soccer Team.
0: I'm talking about none other than Serena Williams.
1: Oh, thank you very much. Thank you. That was definitely one of the better matches I've ever played. I've had it just like that.
0: You know, I was really focused. And I was really um, ready and serious. and just really, you know, excited. Missed any of these interviews? Then check us out online at www.box2row.com. That's from the press box to press row, real, relevant radio. I love the way you walk. It's the HBCU Football the you Daily walk. Podcast for today, Thursday. June 25th, I'm Donald Ware. Hope you enjoyed the interview with John Pennington, the head football coach at West Virginia State, who just the Football Daily Podcast on yesterday. And, of course, a couple of days ago, had a chance to talk about Texas College, who's out of the Sooner Athletic Conference. We continue talking uh, about schools outside of the SIAC, CIAA, Miak and SWAC uh, because these schools are extremely important and so we continue today with Langston Lions. So let's take things to Oklahoma now in a program that has had a lot of success. As a matter of fact if you want to really look at things over the last you know five and a half uh, six years or so you can look at this program as being one of the better programs in all of HBCU football. Eight and two on last year, also part of the Sooner Athletic Conference, just missed going to the playoffs. Probably should have been in the playoffs, as a matter of fact, and Quentin Morgan is entering his sixth season as the head football coach there at Langston, and he joins us here on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. How are you, Coach Morgan? I'm great, and yourself? Doing good. I can't complain, making the best of it, you know, like everybody else. I I just want to kind of get your thoughts um, I, I know with NAIA and a matter of fact, you won another conference championship at the Sooner Athletic Conference. And I know yes, that with, with respect to NAIA, you don't, it's not an automatic bid. It's much like the division two people think because you win a conference is an automatic bid, but it doesn't really work that way. But I'll tell you what, eight, not, and, eight and two last season, you guys should have been in the playoffs in 2019.
1: Yeah. It kind of turns into a popularity contest is what I think it, it ended up turning into. And then, uh, I'm going to be totally honest with you. Sometimes it's hard for you when you're on HBCU, you know, uh, that's pretty much to create a, a, a shockwave throughout the ranking system. So, you know, it, it, it's 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 kind of hard. You know, we can't afford to lose any games because do nine times out of ten and we'll have a hard time balancing ourselves back out in the rankings. So we got to go and look into every season trying to be perfect, and I don't mind it, you know, at all, because that's the way that I'm looking for in in season anyway.
0: Yeah. Your thoughts on uh, on, on two thousand nineteen with that eight and two record? Oh, we
1: we had a chance to basically uh, capitalize on some games that we didn't. I thought we could have done a whole lot better. You know, two games doesn't seem like a, a, a lot of losses to some, but to me, that's pushing my margin. You know, I like to look for perfection. My kids love for like to look for perfection as well as my coaching staff. So we got we got a sour taste in our mouth. And then on top of that, even though we won the conference, we ended up uh, splitting it and sharing it. So it's a very salty taste in our out going back this year. We feel like we got a lot to prove, you know, and so that, that's that's my overall uh, summary of last year's season. So we're just excited to get it back going, and hopefully, you know, uh, everything will be, you know, we know things are not going to be normal, but just the simple fact to get back out there and try to redeem ourselves from last year will be great for us.
0: Yeah, uh, no, no question about it. Um, your thought, I mean, how are you able to, how are you navigating right now, you, your staff, the players in the midst of COVID nineteen.
1: Uh, this is when you got to put your thinking cap on. You know, you got to find all different types of ways to basically reach out to your kids. Make sure they're first and foremost, them and their families are okay. You know, that's the, that's the biggest thing. You know, uh, can't be selfish by our own in, intentions and, and just want these kids to get back so we can. You know, put. Food on our tables, you know, you got to make sure these kids and their families are okay, first and foremost. So that's the very first thing we do, first and foremost. Make sure our, our kids and their families are okay. And then from there, we conduct Zoom meetings uh, throughout the week. Uh, you know, we um, all my coaches have an uh, open line of communication, so anytime our kids need to get a hold of us, they can. Uh, we make daily phone calls. To make sure our kids are doing the right thing, you know, academically, if they need to be advised, if they need to go to summer school or whatever. Uh, we have chalk talk, talk uh, Zoom meetings, and everything. So we're trying to stay aboard and, and make sure that we, so when they get here, they can hit the grounds running. There's no uh, no false steps when they get here.
0: Yeah, no question about it. what uh, what what's your thought? What's your feeling in terms of you know uh, George Floyd and, and and everything that's going on uh, with the protests? that are going on right now. I just want to kind of get your thoughts on, on that.
1: Um, I think it's a, uh, a great thing that people are standing, uh, standing up for what's right in this country. Um, I'm one of the individuals that believe that, um, I don't think that every white person is bad. I don't think that every black person is bad. I don't think every Hispanic person is bad. I think that what we're dealing with is people have mental demons. And those mental demons can come in all shapes, sizes and colors. Okay. And we just gotta we gotta know when we're when we're up and we're contested against those mental demons. And and I think that's what's going on. These mental demons are, are starting to get exposed. You know, when we were coming up, when our parents were coming up, the technology wasn't as great as it is now. You know, and so now that when these type of acts are going on, people can pull out phones and record it and stuff like that. So I don't think it's it's like everybody's been saying, I don't think it's too much of a difference, I think now it's just being put on front line. And now that it's put on front line, you can't throw a rock and hide your hand. So I think that's what's going on, and I think that it's great to see all nationalities stepping up and supporting one right cause. So it's beautiful in a sense.
0: That is the voice, of course, of the head football coach of Langston, Quentin Morgan, who joins us here on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. Boy, what a season. For Tim Whitfield on last year, thirteen hundred yards rushing, also had twenty touchdowns. Uh, your thoughts on his performance? Does he come back for you in two
1: thousand twenty? No, unfortunately, he does not, man. And uh, I couldn't be more proud of that kid. Uh, I've been knowing him for a while since he was kid like a a little about eight nine years old me and his dad had the uh, the the pleasure of playing arena football together when we both was chasing our dreams and and to be able to coach his son and 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 the respect level that the the young man had for me and the hard work that he put in I, i i expected nothing else he carried us this year offensively actually for the for the last couple of years to be totally honest with you he has been our workload in that backfield, you know, and, and I couldn't be more proud of a, of a kid because he's so humble, man. If y'all ever just get the opportunity to sit down and talk to this kid, like you wouldn't believe it's him. That's creating the, the numbers that he's putting up each game because he carries himself with such a humbling personality. Oh, you know? and when you have kids like that, man, you, you, you don't mind trying to, you know, jump over the moon for him and he's one of those type of kids that you would bend over backwards for and like I said I, I couldn't be more proud of that young man uh, on the success that he has here that he had here at Langston University and then on top of that him being an in-state kid an Oklahoma kid it's just it just all just it just, was, it just went perfectly for him and I'm and, I, and I'm so grateful that he did.
0: Yeah, you know, and as you know, and most may not know this, in 2018, I mean, you had a, a star quarterback. Guy was, you know, all-conference. Uh, I mean, he was just throwing uh, for yards and touchdowns uh, all over the place. Uh, your thoughts on, because as you mentioned, Whitfield was sort of your workload, your workhorse guy uh, offensively. Your thoughts on the performance of your quarterback, Jordan Cooper, in 2019?
1: Jordan didn't do bad. He didn't do bad at all. Um we uh, we need to get a little bit better on our um, our, our passing attack. Um, he um, he had at times had trouble reading some coverages, but when it comes to uh, protecting the ball and uh, basically taking off with a speed, he was very very dangerous. Uh, great kid, great player, great personality. Uh, we have a lot of competition coming back at that spot this year, though. Uh, we have a, a whole lot of competition coming back at the quarterback spot this year. And uh one of the candidates that is leading the way right now is Larry Harrington the third. We call him a trip. Okay, so uh you guys keep your eyes and ears open for this one here. He's a player and uh I'm excited to see what he will be able to do to help us out this upcoming year. And um uh just excited to see how that quarterback um, battle is gonna end up, you know. Uh so we're excited about this year. Jordan did a, a great job for get to getting us eight and two and basically helping us uh, repeat and like I said, we want to
0: move the margin coming up this next year, though. Yeah, no question about it. I mean, a couple of guys – I mean, your defense was pretty solid uh, on last year. A couple of guys um, that really stood out for you. You know, Evans was one of those guys. I mean, he, that guy was phenomenal. Justin Wade was really good. Talk about that that defense and then some of the guys that are coming back in 2020.
1: Defense-wise, who's uh, coming back – actually, we were a, a senior-heavy – Defense wise, when it comes to up front in the interior, as opposed to D line and, and uh linebackers, and and uh on the back end, we were very young, okay. Uh, so defensive line wise, I ended up losing Craig, uh, Craig and Justin Wade, who, like you said, were, were basically my anchors on that defensive line. And uh, linebackers wise, I lost Eugene Fuller and, and, and um, James Cox. So I pretty much uh, lost up all up the middle, and in my secondary, it's all coming back, and I think that that's that's a a big plus for us because we had some depth at D line that if you know we were starting to prepare for Win Craig and and um, Justin Wade, and them did leave that we would have some guys that are in. We did a great job of replacing those spots recruiting. During the offseason this year And uh, then the, we placed out with linebackers As well this year during the off season. So we're basically looking to be coming back With a, a pretty seasoned defense Just like we have been in the last couple of years um, And it's going to be exciting to see Because we've got a couple of new faces But at the same time we have a lot of old faces returning You've got um, um, uh, uh, Malcolm returning You've got Quante Hayden returning in the back end You have Antoine Smalls returning in the back end we have uh, uh, Rashid Johnson return on the back end. So we have a lot of kids that return in the secondary, and I just had to end up plugging in a few patches from the series that I lost on defensive line-wise. So I think our defense will be just as good as not better this upcoming year.
0: Any new players, wh- whether they're high school kids, whether they're transfers, et cetera, that you expect to make an impact, whether it's on offense, defense, or special teams this year?
1: Um, kids, I think that's going to definitely come in and help us uh... – fresh out of the uh, the gate uh this year. I think uh a quarterback like we uh we talked about uh Larry Harrison the third we called him trip and then uh Gianni, uh Nicholas a running back from out of Bonneville High School. I have a uh one Ivory Will uh Will Wright from Romo High School, uh wide receiver and uh his brother, Stephen Williams. Um we have a uh, a lot of kids that are coming in that can definitely come in and help us move the margin. A lot of t- great, good talent coming in. Uh, I'm not going to name them all off for you, uh, uh, Mr. Ware, because I don't want everybody looking into us. and <laughs> <We're> going back <laughs> and checking to see everything that we signed. So I'm just going to give you a few guys, and I'm going to cut short on you. And I, 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 I have this thing about – uh, keeping a good poker face until season come around. Yeah. So, you know, that's just how I am, you know. But I, uh, the guy I think that will, will definitely stand out to you guys will be the guy pretty much behind our Senate this year, Larry Harrison III. That's the one I want you guys to, to look at. I think the kid is going to be very, very special. He has some attributes that I saw in, in Jalen Lowe. That was the quarterback that you were referring to that we had back in 2018 that threw the ball all over the field and was able to get things done with his feet as well. So uh, just imagine uh, Tripp is a little bit bigger than Jalen when it comes to height-wise. He's probably about closer to 6'3", but he has those same attributes, and I'm just going to leave it right there.
0: Yeah, no question about it. Um, so special teams, who are, what does your special teams look like uh, for 2020?
1: It'll be great because I actually uh, ended up signing another kicker from out of uh, Midwest City uh, to help out our punt team. He was averaging over 40, uh, over 40 yards a punt. And he was one of the top kickers in the state of uh, Oklahoma. So I'm excited to see how that is going to play out. And then me, I, I love special teams. I, I, I have a hand in it, me and my uh, special teams coordinator, Coach Roy Moody. We do a great job of designing all kind of uh, misdirection stuff to keep you guys, keep guys on their heels. On special teams, we don't believe in taking plays off when it comes to special teams. I've won a lot of games within my 39 wins uh, for special teams by not, you know, by basically putting that phase of the game first. You know, uh, we, don't, we, we don't start a practice without beginning with special teams. It, do, it doesn't – it's not happening. So I don't want – our kids don't, don't ever forget the importance of special teams. But, yeah, you know, we got some uh, – I'm excited to see what our new punter is going to do and how he's going to help us. We have our return kicker uh, returning. Uh, he, he done a great job for us last year. Kind of done a real good job for us last year. So he was just a freshman. So uh, it's just excited to see what we're doing now that his leg can get a little bit of rest, and we actually have a great punter man i can't wait
0: yeah what, what are what are some of the challenges with with uh, with Langston in terms of you know the upcoming schedule for two thousand and twenty, where a lot you know some teams may have to drop off teams may play conference your your league sooner athletic conference yeah. may go to a conference schedule what What does that look like
1: okay, so right now we're in the process of trying to uh play nine games. I think nine games, we have to play nine games in order to be playoff eligible. Now, our conference facilitates eight of that nine, and we had our schedule booked up, but due to COVID, a couple of games got dropped. Our Jackson State game got dropped, which was for September the 5th, and then our Waldorf game got dropped, which was uh, September the 12th. So right now we're in the process of trying to visit with a couple of programs, uh, Jackson State and Tennessee State, because we've got wind that their classic has been dropped. We're trying to see if either one of them would like to pick up and play against us on that 12th. Uh, We're just waiting for confirmation. Haven't heard anything yet. And if not, we're probably looking to probably either go up to Illinois or face Quincy University uh, Division II program. But I would prefer to play a a SWAC, an HBCU or something like that in, in our first home opener. I, I love playing against uh, talent that, it's, uh, that is supposed to be better because it brings out better coaching for us. It makes us better. And so when we have uh, challenges like that before us, it makes us better in the long run. And that's what we look, that's what we look forward to. We look forward to the challenge. And uh, that's what we're waiting on. So we're just waiting to see what, we can, what we'll get back from uh, Jackson State or either Tennessee State, and then we'll go from there on, on, our, on our actual schedule.
0: You know, what precipitated this move from your old conference to, and, and not necessarily you, as a lot of uh, schools that were in the old conference, as I mentioned, including Texas College, to the Sooner Athletic Conference. What what precipitated that move?
1: Um, in my opinion, I think notoriety, because the Sooner Athletic Conference has way more notoriety than what the Red River did and the uh, – it was it was broken up. We had the Central State Football League, and then in basketball and, and 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 softball and all the other sports, it was the Red River. So now it's all governed upon the one conference. Now it's just the Soon Athletic Conference. We have football, we have basketball, we have every every sport that NAIA has. And and like I said, it, it, it the conference has more notoriety, and it also made it uh, feasible. Revenue-wise, because all of the schools in the Sooner are right around each other, around that Texas-Oklahoma borderline. So basically, it saved a couple of dollars, and it also get, put us in a more notoriety conference to where that now you're a little bit more respected when they see your name up there because of the conference and the weight that the conference ha- has. Uh, I think the Sooner has more uh, national championships than any other conference in any AIA.
0: Yeah, yeah, that, that's true. I, I did, matter of fact, I read that the other day. Um so, what? Uh, how has winning uh, helped you, Langston, in terms of recruiting?
1: Oh, and it makes it a whole lot easier. I get a lot of guys that, to be totally honest with you, that come from uh, either Division One program, Division One AA program, and I have stolen some big recruits from some Division One AAs and some Division One programs, and it's kind of funny that you can see a little. Nai logo battling with these big schools, but when you respect the kid and you love the kid and you put the kid first, if you have NFL potential, it's going to follow you no matter where you go. No matter where you go is what you do, and you go to places where you feel accepted and comfortable. And that's what we do for our recruits when we bring them in here. And that's why we end up with, the, with, the, with those type of kids on our roster because when they come here and they play for me, they generally find out that, man, my coach really cares about me. You know, and and when you when when you when you care for someone, you don't mind laying it on the line for them, and that's why I've been blessed. I've been successful for the last couple of years because, in actuality, the favor is returned. When I lay it on the line for them, my kids lay it on the line for me.
0: Yeah, um, you know, tomorrow we're gonna we're gonna venture over to Lincoln, Missouri. I mean, that's your rival, the 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 rivalry, the LU. Like, when are we gonna get that game? back on the schedule you know back on the schedule you, you oh, two playing man, against each that, other
1: that's not no
0: rival for that's not a rival
1: for us i, I told y'all
0: about using that as a rival for us <laughs> but it's a it's a it's a Missouri,
1: Missouri not a rival that's not a rival i think the series may be like 15 to 2 or something like that that's not a rival
0: that's a landslide <laughs> well yeah but you know what like, i mean in terms of the points of the game just messing yeah. with you, but yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, no but uh we uh we would love to play like we would love to put more HBCUs in our out-of-conference uh, portion of our schedule. That's what I'm looking for. That's why I put it out there. It's just that just some people just, they don't want to play us, you know. And I'm just going to say it just like that. Some, some don't mind jumping into the boat and playing against us and taking a chance. just like we take a chance and some shy away from it, you know. Uh, I guess they'd be looking for job security and stuff like that, to be totally honest with you, which I understand. Because we're in the business of, of, of wins and losses, and it doesn't look good when you got a smaller program coming in and competing with you. But that's what you're gonna get when you face against us. I just, you know, I got great coaches around me, great kids around me, and we're family. So when we come, we, you're gonna have to fight a whole family. That you're gonna have to be ready to go to war with a whole family. And like I said, we just have a little we have a little problem finding games, and we would prefer to play against more HBCUs, whether Division Two or uh, Division One, Double It doesn't really matter to us. We're up for the challenge. I have a great supporting system. We have a great band. We have a great following. So we just looking for great challenges.
0: Yeah. Yeah, how, how has – because you have had a lot of success, success and I think, unfortunately, people are looking – like you said, it's a yeah. smaller school. It's NAIA. But how has the community uh, and then more broadly uh, the state accepted you, especially with the success that you've had?
1: Oh man, I love I love my, my community. I love them. You know, uh, it, it's not a very big community, but it, it, it's a lot of love. And that love that love basically replaces the, the, the population of it. You know, when you can go somewhere and some, and, and your kids are, are treated well. You know, uh, my kids can go over the, all over the campus into the neighborhoods around Langston, Langston town itself. Everyone know who they are. They know who I am, and it's nothing but respect and love. And and when you're in an environment like that, you can you can do this here for a lifetime. You know, uh, my uh, my administration uh, from my president on down to my athletic director is 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 special. Like people don't even know that my athletic director actually taught me when I was at school at Langston. So it's a little, it's a little different here. Okay. So a lot of the stuff that I'm, that I'm doing right now with my kids, it was taught to me by my same athletic director that's here right now. How funny is that, right? She taught, she taught me in coaching philosophy at Langston University when I was playing football. Wow. Wow. So it, it's a, it, 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 it takes a community, and Langston has provided that for me and my family and my, and my kids and my team. Um, I don't see us it, – it, it makes us proud when we do win, and you look up in the, the winning statistics of, of the most successful football um, teams in the state of o- Oklahoma when it comes to universities, and we, we're right behind OU when it comes to winning. Wow. We're right behind. The well, only difference is he's played more games than me. But when it comes to conference titles and wins, we're right there with him. And that's every single university in the state of Oklahoma. We're up there when it comes to the winning percentage. And it couldn't be, I couldn't be more proud of for the community that I'm doing it for and the university that I'm doing for, a university that gave me a chance and put me on the platform that I have today. Wow.
0: Entering his sixth season as the head football coach at Langston is Quentin Morgan. And when do you guys open up the season? September 12th. That's
1: what we're looking to do. We're trying to uh, go out on and get a game for that September 12th, and we're ready to be, we'll be looking to be ready to rock and roll.
0: Okay, and then if, you're, if you don't, what's, what's the one that's, on, that's penciled in on the schedule right now? It will be the, I want to say after the 12th, I believe that
1: oh, yeah, but it will be the 19th, Panhandle State. Yes, sir.
0: Okay, Panhandle State on the 19th? Yes, sir. Okay, that would be the guarantee game. Hopefully they can get a game on the 12th. Quentin Morgan joins us here on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. Coach Morgan, I appreciate you doing this every year. Continued success to you and the Lions. Oh,
1: God bless. Thank you.
0: So that's going to wrap it up for today's HBCU football daily podcast. On tomorrow, we're going to talk with the coach at LU, the other LU. Also, mention the rivalry, as Coach Morgan says, maybe not much uh, of a rivalry uh, these days, but when those two teams get together, um, it's a lot of fun. Uh, it is a, uh, it is, a, it's a rivalry. Um, and uh, it's just one that is lopsided right now with Langston winning it, uh, winning most of the majority of the games. Malik Hoskins, the head football coach of the Blue Tigers, the Lincoln of Missouri Blue Tigers, going to join us on tomorrow's HBCU Football Daily Podcast. Talk with you then.